Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here with me today, tuning in to this conversation with my guest, Jasmine Lipska, where we are going to be talking all things healing your body image, connecting with your inner child, and exploring shadow work. You are in for a treat today, and before we get started, I want to say thank you so much to all of my beautiful listeners here who have reached out to me on Instagram to say hello and share what you love about this podcast. I also so much appreciate you sharing the podcast online so that more and more women from around the world can get access to the feminine frequency. If we are not connected on Instagram yet, come on over and say hello. You can find me at Amy Natalie Co. Also, if you have not left a rating and review for the podcast yet, that would mean the world to me and really allow this podcast to continue growing and creating a powerful impact. All right, so I am ready to introduce my guest today, Jasmine, who is a feminine empowerment coach who supports soul-led women and leaders in embodying their feminine magnetism to create a life of love, wealth, and liberation. She has over 340,000 people in her YouTube audience, so make sure to check out her YouTube channel, and in this conversation, you're really going to get to experience her sweetness and her power and such a beautiful example of feminine embodiment. Enjoy this conversation. We'll see you on the other side. Hello, Jasmine. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to share your energy, your wisdom, and really just to get to feel you and your essence today in our time together. So thank you for being here. You're in Bali. I'm in Asheville. I love that we get to do this from around the world. And before we hopped on, I shared just how much I appreciate your soul mission and the work that you're here to do to empower women and connect them with their intimacy. And you're such a beautiful example of the work that you share in the world. So thank you. Thank you. And as for you as well, you know, when I came across you on Instagram, I just, as I mentioned earlier, you just had such this magnetic, confident energy that I was very drawn to so yeah you as well (laughs) Mm, yeah I love that we're able to like see that in one another and that this is the paradigm that we live in that we are in a a time in the world and on our own journeys where we've done a lot of our own inner healing and and that allows us to celebrate one another and to support and inspire one another instead of the old paradigm which really is more of like 
the toxic masculine or the wounded feminine, which is really around, you know, competition and comparison and, and judgment and all of that. So I know that you've been on quite the healing journey yourself. And I'd love to, for you to share a little bit about what your journey has been to get to this place where you do feel empowered with yourself and have such a beautiful intimacy with yourself as well. Yeah, sure. So my journey really began when I experienced eating disorders when I was in my teenage years and just constantly feeling like I was never good enough, pretty enough, this enough, that enough. Um, and that went on for a few years until in 2018, I experienced a spiritual awakening. And that's when I really began my healing journey. And within this healing journey, it wasn't just healing from eating disorders, body image, the relationship with myself, but also relationships in general, such as chasing emotionally unavailable men and like anxious attachment, fear of abandonment, those things. And it's not that everything is fully healed. I don't believe there's such thing as fully healed, but I've definitely come a long way since then. And yeah, I guess that's why I do what I do today because of the things that I experienced and the struggles I went through. I really want to support women in overcoming those things too. So they don't have to go through the things that I did. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so interesting as you're talking, when, when we reflect on our stories, even when I reflect on my story, like I, my story really comes from definitely having, you know, a lot of health issues and going through a divorce and all that. And it almost feels like so long ago that it almost feels like a different lifetime because there's been so much healing that has happened since then. But if you were to take us back to who you were when you were struggling with an eating disorder and maybe what you felt like on the inside, maybe some of your self-talk, what your life looked like on the outside, I'd love to hear a little bit more of like what that version of Jasmine was like. Yeah, sure. So on the outside, it, things looked perfectly fine, I guess. And although I was struggling with anorexia, you know, it wasn't to the state of, it wasn't extremely obvious, I would say. I, looking back at old photos now, I think it's obvious, but it wasn't like, you know, extremely obvious. But on the inside, I felt just not good enough, unworthy. And you know, it's ironic because when you're experiencing an eating disorder, and for me in particular, it was anorexia, it was like, I thought that the more thin I got, the more I would love myself or the more others would love me. But then when I got a bit thinner, I still didn't feel good enough. And I'm like, let me just get a little more thinner and then I'm more thinner, more, 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 more thin. And it was just never, ever enough. No matter how much I weighed, how I look like, just never felt enough. I never got the validation I truly needed. And now with the knowledge I have, it was really the validation I was seeking was that from myself, but I always was chasing it from external sources. And of course, if we're chasing validation from the outside, we're never going to feel truly fulfilled because we're on this chase. So yeah, it's kind of like this empty feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you were to come back to today and how you feel today and what your life looks like today, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what is that, that inner voice, how you talk to yourself, how you feel about your body, what you've created in your life. Like, let us see that version of you. 
Yeah, so today I feel I have a really loving relationship with my body and I'm if those old ED thoughts come up, I'm able to very quickly catch it, separate it from myself, you know, kind of ask myself, hmm, where does this voice actually come from? Oh, it comes from my mom. Like it's something I've internalized. It's not actually me, not Jasmine. So I learned I can separate it from myself and I move on. I love my body. I'm not so focused on how she looks like. I'm more focused on how she feels. As long as she feels good, nourished, healthy, that's the main thing. You know, back then I used to exercise to look a certain way, but now I exercise to feel good because I know just the how you feel after a good workout just feels so good. It gives you mental clarity. It's great for your mental health. Um, so I do it more for that now. And I'm in a loving relationship with, you know, I called in a man who it was never about my body. He loved me for my soul, who I was within always. So yeah, that's how it looks like today. I'm very Beautiful. grateful. Yeah. And your relationship with your partner is really beautiful as well. And I know that that was a journey. So we'll talk and we'll dive into that a little bit later. And before we do that, I'd love to kind of bridge the gap between who you were when you were struggling with anorexia and eating disorder and having these thoughts of unworthiness and not feeling good enough to who you are today. What are some of when you say you had your spiritual awakening and have done some of the inner work, what would you say some of the biggest pieces of that inner healing or processes that have helped you to shift out of the more disempowered thoughts that you were having and that version of yourself? Yeah, I would definitely say that inner child healing was a big one, learning how to connect with my inner child, be the mother to my inner child as well and reparent her and also shadow work. So learning about the aspects of myself that I have dismissed, rejected, abandoned and to start loving, seeing and owning them. So those are the two main things, are the things I teach with all my clients and just so powerful transformative and you know just getting to know my subconscious mind subconscious thoughts subconscious transformation that also was really supportive yeah beautiful and I'd love to go into each of those separately a little bit more specifically like if we were to talk about inner child healing I think a lot of people hear that term they know of the term but in my experience, like connecting with my inner child and doing the inner child work was hugely transformational. And so it's very different when we just hear about it versus actually doing the work. So if you were to give kind of like a bigger picture idea of what would that look like for someone to, to connect with their inner child and, and why do you feel that is such an important part of the healing process? Yeah. So for inner child healing in particular, you know, we, even though we're adults, we look like adults on the outside, on the inside, we've always got our inner child living there. And it is a psychological part of the brain, but I like to visualize her as sitting in my heart space. And she's the part of you that has needs, that needs to feel loved, accepted, validated. And she's a part of you that has desires to have fun, to be creative. You know, it's that little girl inside of you. And there's a big difference between being childish and connecting with your inner child. So in terms of connecting with your inner child, what you're really doing is 
getting clear on what your needs are. So that's how it can look like connecting with your needs. What do you need today? Right. Take a moment to pause, slow down, close your eyes. What do I need today? And this, and by providing yourself with your needs, you're also taking care of your inner child as well. Because as a little girl, and I assume most of us, we didn't have 100% of our needs met. No parent was perfect. So for the needs that weren't met in particular, you can start fulfilling those yourself now as an adult for your inner child. So let's say, for example, a need that wasn't met was being validated for your emotions. Maybe things like anger and sadness were suppressed in childhood because if you expressed anger and sadness, your parents just said, don't be angry, don't be sad, like you didn't feel validated. And that's a need. We all need to feel validated for how we feel. So now as an adult, your responsibility isn't to, it's not blaming your parents, blaming others, relying on others to make you happy or feel a certain way. It's, you know, validating yourself when you feel angry or sad, you know, allow it. And your self-talk can then look like it's okay to feel angry, Jasmine, if I'm doing it to myself, it's okay to feel sad. I allow myself to feel sad. Then I'm going to release the emotion. And that's just one example of a practice um, that comes under meeting your own needs. So that's how practically inner child healing can look like. Another practice I enjoy is just looking at a baby photo of myself and feeling into whatever comes up. And I've done this practice many times and sometimes it's just I feel like crying when I look at her because she so much wanted to feel loved and she was so afraid of being unloved, being abandoned. And so then as I look at this photo, I, I talk to her as if I'm talking to my younger self and I tell her things that I'd like her to know that I feel like she would want to hear. And it's, oh, it's just, it's a beautiful practice and it can bring up a lot. You know, when my clients start doing this, they often tell me, oh, but I feel so emotional doing this. It's hard. And I'm like, yes, that's normal. And it's okay. It's not meant to be an easy thing it will bring up a lot of suppressed emotion for sure. And that's just part of the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so beautiful. And, you know, like I said, when I've done my inner child healing and continue to do my inner child healing, there's something so tender about that space, because like you said, it is our younger version of ourselves who was starving for a certain type of love or attention and continues to try and seek that from outside of ourselves until we can give it to ourselves. And really what came to mind as you were talking is you know, when we give ourselves permission to be angry or to be sad, it, it is that version of unconditional love. It's like, instead of judging yourself, why am I so angry? Why am I so bitchy? Why am I so this? Why am I so reactive? It's like, oh, there's actually a need that's not being met. And instead of making myself wrong for it, can I actually be really kind and loving and gentle and caring with this part of myself? Can I nurture this version of myself that didn't have her needs met. And when we do that, then we can show up as in self-love. Like, I think this is such a core foundational tool around, you know, really what self-love is about. So I think that's so beautiful and really accepting all different parts and, and aspects of ourselves. And then yeah, going deeper into shadow work. I know you gave us a little bit of a brief, you know, intro of meeting these different parts of yourself. If you can share a little bit more about like this modality of, of shadow work, because it's some deep, powerful work. 
Yeah, you're so right. And it's probably the, I'll, I'll say, quote unquote, most uncomfortable work to do because you really got to swallow your ego when you do shadow work. So shadow work is starting to own and see the parts of yourself that you have suppressed, rejected, dismissed, abandoned because you either directly witnessed or uh, you directly experienced or witnessed shame around showing a particular aspect of yourself. So you learned in sometime in your childhood that by showing X aspect about me, I won't be loved. I would be unaccepted. And we don't want that. No one wants to be unaccepted. So then we create this story in our minds because we're meaning making machines that, ah, okay, if I hide this part of myself, if I just reject it and I don't show it, then I'll be loved and I'll be accepted. So that's the shadow then, the part of you that you have rejected. But why that doesn't serve us is because you're really just betraying your authenticity you're betraying your needs and ultimately it leads to people pleasing perfectionism living an unfulfilled misaligned life it's not really you're not loving yourself because you're so much trying to suppress reject abandon certain parts of you but self-love is owning seeing and loving the whole package right all of you and so one way you can start shadow work is thinking about what have you been hiding from others what do you not want to show the world what are you feeling ashamed of but also another really great way to do this is seeing the world as your mirror reflecting back to you things because the world is our mirror of our internal world and look at others okay what do I judge about other people what do I dislike about other people list all these things down the things that annoy you that you dislike especially the people you may be close to and as you look at this list these are the parts of you that are inside of you as well that you have rejected you dislike these things about yourself and that's why you're disliking them about others so that's how we can get started into shadow work and I love this work it's not always easy but I love it Yeah. And our ego does not like when we shine a flashlight on these things because it's like, no, I just want to stay the same. And if (laughs) you find out that, that this part, you know, if I let this out, then I'm going to be alone and I'm going to die. And like, it puts on these alarm bells and it really doesn't want you to, to release this. But when we can recognize like, Oh, my ego is just trying to keep me safe. And yes, this is hard. And, and I think it's important to have support during these times too, because you know, with shadow work, it can be very easy to get into the criticism of these are the things that I don't like about myself, or these are the things that are bad about me or wrong, or that I need to fix because they've been hiding in shame for so long. And so I do find that having healing spaces, whether that be with a coach or a mentor or a therapist or in a sister circle or a space where you get to be held and where you're not just in your own room, analyzing your own psyche, like that, that's kind of intense sometimes. And, and I know there's some great books around shadow work. And I actually have seen sometimes it can be really triggering for my clients when they're, when they're just doing it on their own. So I think part of dissolving shame around these, these deeper kind of darker secrets that we've been hiding is actually being witnessed through the eyes of love. And we can't always do that for ourselves when we're in those spaces. So I just want to kind of put a disclaimer for anyone who's like, oh, I'm going to go write this list. And you can totally do that. 
and just know that this is deep work and this is courageous work to do to sit with yourself and to look at these parts of yourself because they really do bring up these deeper safety mechanisms from our ego that try and protect us. So I wanted to share that as well and just really honor you for the deeper work that you have done for yourself and that you teach for your clients. And, and I'd love to hear, you know, once you did a lot of this deeper work, you know, now you have a beautiful partnership, you've built this incredible business, you have a YouTube channel, you have an amazing following online. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how this in the inner work that you've done has led you and, and has allowed you to create what you've created in your life. If you want to share a little bit about like the, either the manifesting or the attracting piece from this place of feeling more secure within yourself. Yeah. The main thing is definitely through doing this inner work through healing. It's I've been able to reclaim a lot of my self-worth. And the higher our self-worth, then the better things we attract into our life. We just become a match, energetic match to other things on the same frequency. So as I have healed my own self-worth, then I yeah, attracted a loving relationship. He's now my husband. And, you know, it even goes, it relates to money mindset as well, feeling worthy of money and abundance as we love ourselves too. So it can branch out into all areas. But also through inner work, it I've been able to build a lot of self-trust. And that's what shadow work can do too. You build self-trust. If you don't trust yourself, then it's hard to bring your desires into a reality. Or if you do, then it's hard to keep it because you, you don't trust yourself so, to keep it. And so building self-trust is also um, part of self-worth, increasing your self-worth and then becoming that energetic match to your desires coming into your life or into this reality. So yes, I would say that self-worth, self-trust. Yeah. And of course it it builds confidence as you heal, do this inner work too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So beautiful. All right, my love, we are going to take a quick pause from this conversation to share about a beautiful opportunity for you to infuse the feminine frequency into your life. In my experience, listening to podcasts and reading books has been super helpful for my own growth. However, in order to really see results in your life, it takes doing the deeper work and applying the tangible practices. That's why I created a powerful six-week transformational course called The Feminine Frequency Journey specifically for you as my podcast listener. The Feminine Frequency Journey is designed to support you to embody your feminine energy, connect with your soul, and infuse more pleasure and aliveness. Integrating the feminine frequency into your life and showing up as your authentic self will support you to magnetize the aligned relationships, money, and opportunities that you deeply desire. Right now, I'm offering a special spring savings on this incredible course just for my podcast listeners. You can save $111 when you use the code PODCAST in all capitals at checkout. To find out more about the Feminine Frequency Journey, scroll down in the show notes, click the link, and you can get started right away. Enjoy the rest of this conversation, and we'll see you on the other side. I love the spiritual journey because there's so many different facets and, you know, like what resonates for you and I as healing modalities, there might be, you know, some people might relate more to astrology or human design or, or just different modalities that, that really your soul is drawn to as part of your healing journey. And I know for me, 
the modalities you're talking about have been, been really transformational. And yeah, it's amazing when we talk just about frequency, like, you know, it is about releasing some of these old negative thoughts or these lower vibrational emotions of shame and judgment that we've had towards ourselves because when we're directing that energy and when those are taking up most of our mind space, we're also putting that energy out into the universe. And then we are a vibrational match, like you said earlier, to emotionally unavailable men or, you know, not making as much money we want to make or just having consistent issues pop up, things that feel frustrating and challenging all of the time. And it's not to say that when you raise your vibration and you, you know, come into this loving space with yourself that nothing is hard because life can be challenging and there's things that still come your way. And the, the external reality that you live in, it has to shift when you do this work. Like there is no other way the vibrational shift happens. So yeah, I love, I love mm. the conversation around, you know, as we do the inner work, how, how it really shifts our frequency, which then shifts our external reality. And we do, we become a match for completely different circumstances outside of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then in the realm of intimacy, you know, when, when you've done this deep work of loving yourself, how do you feel like that has transformed your relationship with men? And how do you feel that has supported you in your relationship with your now husband? Yeah. So through healing the intimacy I have with myself and allowing myself to get intimate with me then of course the relationship we have with ourselves is reflecting to all other areas so then I've been able to really create this beautiful intimate relationship with my husband and how that has looked like is for example getting intimate with myself has looked like the, the shadow work seeing parts of myself that I had been afraid to see afraid to own so the parts that I used to dislike about myself by starting to see that own them validate them naturally then I allowed my husband to see these parts of me too and then seeing how he's still it's just this unconditional love and acceptance that was new evidence to prove a new story to be true to me which is it is safe to be me it is safe so it, when we create these new stories then we are able to find new evidence to prove them to be true so that's one way and as the relationship we have with ourselves is how we create relationship with others as well. And so the more love and compassion I've had for myself, then I can see compassion in others too. I'm able to love others more deeply, love my husband more deeply. And I think that's been one of the biggest just gifts of my relationship. I've really opened myself up to loving someone really deeply. I think before I met my husband, I was kind of afraid to show my love to others to yeah to show my love because at the time I was afraid of showing myself a lot of love and so as I've shown myself a lot of love just you know every day doing something beautiful kind pleasuring myself then I've been able to really open my heart up even more to give love as well and also receive love mm. yeah. yeah so beautiful yeah I recently had a really beautiful experience in a romantic connection. I've been probably single for almost, almost a year now, and I've had 
a lot of more exploration to go into my own inner healing as we do after we end a, a partnership. There's space to meet ourselves in this new way. And yeah, recently I had such a beautiful romantic exploration where I got to love more deeply than I've ever had the capacity to love and be met in that love as well. And even though that specific connection was more of a soul contract, it was a shorter, you know, experience. It really felt to me like I'm so much closer and have made so much progress in in my own heart to be able to love in such deep capacities too, and to attract someone who, you know, can love in those ways as well. So it really is such a reflection in our relationships. And yeah, what you were saying earlier around like the shadow work, I have like kind of a funny personal experience too. And in my last relationship, um, long-term relationship, I would like get really annoyed when he would sing and it would like, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He didn't have a bad voice, but there was something that like, it really triggered something inside of me. And, and it, I really got to look at the places where I wasn't allowing myself to be expressed where when I was younger, I would suppress my voice, or I didn't feel like it was safe to be goofy and silly or be loud and expressed and where I just didn't love those parts of myself. And they were showing up as a direct mirror from my partner. And, and this is why like, especially conscious relating is, is such an opportunity. There's certain healing that I believe that we can only do in partnership. And there's certain healing that we can only do on ourselves, but relationship really is such a spiritual playground. And it also is, can be challenging. It can bring up so much of our own stuff because we have someone mirroring it right back to us. So I'm curious about your experience because I know you do have a very loving partnership and I'm curious if, if that shows up for you as well. Yeah, I, I love what you shared just then. That was so interesting, you know, getting annoyed at your partner for singing. And there's definitely been times where I have felt annoyed at my husband for like he was doing something and then I looked within myself and I'm like oh yeah because I haven't been owning that part of myself and that's definitely happened can't think of an example right now on this spot um but it definitely has and yes our the people closest to us definitely are our greatest mirrors and yeah relationships are like an assignment aren't they mm-hmm. it's it's um, <laughs> a lot of deep growth and learning and I believe exactly what you said as well, how there's only a certain much certain amount of healing you can do by yourself. And then when you're in a relationship, there's so much more. There's different things that come up because you're literally next to your mirror all the time, basically. So it takes a lot of self-awareness. And through inner child healing, shadow work, as you have these tools and practices, you'll be able to move through these things, grow, learn, heal, and expand on your your partnership. Mm Yeah. Amazing. I have a couple more questions before we bring our conversation to a close. So my first one is what is lighting you up the most right now in your life? Ooh, what is lighting me up the most right now? I would say right now as I'm recording this, it's really, it's serving the women I get to serve and spreading the message I get to spread using my voice and being of service, really seeing women transform. It's just so rewarding and beautiful. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I really feel that from you. Yeah. 
And if you were to share the vision that you have for yourself this year, anything that you're excited about that you're working on or something that you're maybe like describing who you're stepping into or becoming, what would you like to share? Mm. This year, my theme that I wrote down at least at the start of the year is potent leadership. And I've really been on this journey to really embodying or conscious leadership, as in really using my voice more. Um, so just a bit of backstory, you know, I started off as a YouTube quote unquote influencer and I I just really started to filter myself a lot over the years. I was so afraid of being judged, cancelled. These days it's so easy to cancel people. And I just really mm. began to dilute myself and kind of let my ego get in the way a bit. And so from um, last year, you know, I really started to shed away from that influencer identity into like, a leader and really using my voice and doing so courageously because before I used to be really afraid to say anything that might trigger people. I was that good girl. So now I'm really allowing myself to do this inner work and I'm working with a coach too to help me really step into a potent leader who uses her voice even if people disagree with it or don't like it, get triggered by it. You know, I'm no longer dimming my light. I'm no longer holding back. And that's the vision I have for myself this year is to continue being that, to step even more into my potency and to be aware of, you know, am I diluting myself anywhere? If so, let's release that. Let's really step more into my magnetism, be even more unapologetic. And yeah, I'm just really on this journey to of reclaiming my potency that's that's also like a theme word for me this year yeah Mm, so beautiful well I look forward to continuing to watch you step into this I absolutely love following you on Instagram your the the vibration and the frequency that you offer and the beautiful heart that you have really shines through your work so um, for our listeners who are excited to come on over and experience more Jasmine and watch you on your journey where can they find you thank you so much for your words and yeah you can find me just at Jasmine Lipska on Instagram yeah beautiful love to have have all your info in the show notes and thank you again for sharing your wisdom and your magic with us today it's been a pleasure and I appreciate you and I'm grateful to be on your show today Thanks again for tuning in to the Feminine Frequency. For more episodes, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get notified every single Monday when a new episode is released. Also a reminder that you can save $111 on the Feminine Frequency Journey, my six-week transformational course by scrolling down to the link in the show notes and using the code PODCAST in all capitals upon checkout. Lastly, I have a few spots open for my private Empowered Feminine Mentorship. It is a four-month deep dive journey for women who already have a lot of self-awareness but really want to go deeper and have the support and accountability to break through any mindset blocks and to really integrate more feminine energy into your life. To find out more about my private mentorship, you can scroll down in the show notes, click on the link for the application, or you can send me a message on Instagram, letting me know you're interested in the mentorship. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Feminine.